listening to the First Step Podcast with your host, Jalisa Jun. A new episode starts right now. Nothing good ever came from comfort zones. But our Caribbean entrepreneurs, more specifically, Trinbegonian entrepreneurs, willing to get uncomfortable. In this episode, I share my personal experiences with working with entrepreneurs from all over the world, and I talk openly and candidly about the differences that I've noticed between Trinbegonian entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs from other countries. I hope this episode can inspire you to do some deep introspection and reflection to find those areas of your life where you're not showing up as your best self. But before we dive into this episode, you guys know the drill. Take a screenshot, share on Instagram, and tag me at Jalisa Jun Company. Now, I hope you enjoy this episode. It's episode number 40, The Exhausting Mindset of Quitters. And by the way, quitters never win. So <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the episode. <sighs> so you guys know that... I keep it 100% real and I've actually had something on my mind that I wanted to talk to you guys for the longest time and I was planning to like create a carousel about it on Instagram. I probably would still do that. I probably would still create a carousel about this and I've also talked about this in the past but I've done so more through like rants, (laughs) specifically on Twitter, but today I want to talk to you guys, and it's a very important topic, and the topic is basically a question, and the question is, what do entrepreneurs from other countries have that entrepreneurs from Trinidad and Tobago sometimes lack? Now, I'm hoping that most of you listening know what I do. I teach people how to use social media for business, and I'm a marketing consultant. So through my work, I get the opportunity to work with or interact with entrepreneurs from all over the world, right? Not just Trinidad and Tobago. So I've noticed some things that other entrepreneurs have that Trinbegonians entrepreneurs lack. And the thing is, I want to talk to you about a few of these things because these things are missing in our country when it comes to entrepreneurship, specifically why we're lacking in certain areas when it comes to starting businesses or scaling up companies. So as I mentioned, through my interaction with entrepreneurs from all over the world, I've sort of just realized that Trinbegonian entrepreneurs are uniquely different, if that makes sense. We're uniquely different. There are some qualities and skills that many of our entrepreneurs are lacking. And my intention with this podcast is not to make anybody feel bad but rather to help us take accountability and responsibility for our success 
Okay, so my aim is that all of us at the end of this would look in the mirror and, and really assess ourselves and say, okay, you know what? I really am lacking in this area. I need to do better. I need to improve upon this thing. I need to strengthen my skills and do whatever I have to do to get these qualities if I really want to be successful. So I made some notes of some of the subtle and distinct differences that I've noticed between our entrepreneurs and other entrepreneurs. And the first thing that I would say many entrepreneurs lack in Trinidad and Tobago is courage. We have so much fear when it comes to starting a business, um, putting ourselves out there, being the face of our brand, and basically doing whatever it takes. And I wanted proof of this fact because it is a fact. It's not an opinion I'm sharing here. So I said, okay, let me just do some research because I don't want to come to you on the podcast and just state my opinions, right? So I actually found a report from 2013 that was done by the World Bank Organization where it says that there is a culture in the Caribbean, in fact, of shame around failure, right? So our culture is really risk averse. We don't embrace new things and we cling to what is, um, what's the word? We cling to things that are familiar, right? Things that feel normal, things that are comfortable, So I find that when I am doing consultations with entrepreneurs who are in the process of starting a business and I would say, okay, this is what you have to do, right? I will give them a solution. This is what you want. Okay, this is what you have to do. And a lot of the times I will get pushback. I will get a lot of pushback from Trinidadian entrepreneurs saying, you know what? but I don't want to do that. I don't want to show my face or I don't want to talk about this in my post or I don't want to reach out to that influencer because I I don't know. It's just a lot of excuses that Trinidadian entrepreneurs have for why they can't do things. And it all stems from fear. Fear of failure, fear of looking stupid, fear of people talking badly about you, fear of people laughing at you, fear of judgment. And the thing is, you can't live in fear. But if you are living in fear, then what type of life is that? If you're afraid all of the time of what people are going to say and what people are going to think about you, then you're never going to do anything worthwhile. You're always going to be stuck in this box that you think is like your safety zone. So if you come out of that box, you risk people talking about you. And I don't know, that's, I don't know what kind of life is that, really. I don't know what kind of life is that, but I understand it. 
right? Um, I have a lot of empathy. I have been in your shoes. There was a point in time where I was very terrified of being the face of my brand. I remember when I went to a consultation and the marketers were telling me, okay, go create a video introducing yourself and your business. And I was like, what? Why? You know, but the thing is, even though I was afraid, I still did it. Because here's the thing, scared money don't make no money. Period. And as much as I'm human, and I do care about what people think about me a little bit, I care more about reaching my full potential. I care about more, or I care more about achieving my goals. I care more about paying my bills. I care more about putting food on the table and clothes on my back than I care about what people have to say, right? And the thing is, some of us have these fears of what people are going to say. And the thing is, most of the time, those fears are in our own minds. And that those fears usually come from our own insecurities, right? And the truth is, to be someone who puts themselves out there on the internet, it requires you to have a lot of self-confidence. You have to have thick skin. You can't be weak and brittle and um, always caring about what people are going to think about what you do. You know, a lot of these fears stem from within our own minds because most of the time, nobody's even thinking about us. Nobody's even saying anything about us, you know? And even if people are, who cares? I feel like if someone has to take the time out of their day to talk about you and what you're doing, then you're freaking winning. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're winning because they're taking their time that they could be spending doing so many other things to spend it talking about you. Listen, my friend, if you have people talking about you, you are freaking winning, okay? You are winning. So celebrate that. And it's time to conquer your fears and listen, just do the damn thing. Just do it, right? So let's move on. Um, The second thing that I noticed that our entrepreneurs lack is consistency. Oh my God. We are obsessed with inspiration. We are obsessed with motivation. We are obsessed with feeling good for a moment, right? We are obsessed with potential and it makes us really excited, right? And so when we're excited, we go out and we start doing all the things. So we go out and we create the content and we say, yeah, I'm going to crush it. I'm so fired up. And then what happens is life, the humdrum of the daily routine, the process. We hate the process and we don't have patience to keep pushing forward. Entrepreneurship is hard. And I mean, 
if you've been an entrepreneur for longer than a year, then I don't even have to tell you that because you know that entrepreneurship is hard. Starting a business, building a brand is probably the most difficult thing you'll ever do in your life. It's really easy to be an employee, but it's really hard to be your own boss and build a business that is making money. That's not easy. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. And sometimes even I am like, wow, this is too much. I should go get a job. I, You know, sometimes I'm like, fuck this. I'd rather be an employee because the stress is a lot, right? And the thing that gets me through is knowing that or believing that my breakthrough is right around the corner. I am, you could probably say naively optimistic, but I believe that if I keep moving forward, if I keep taking steps day by day, I will get closer to my goal. And so that is what keeps me going. I literally have this thing written on a whiteboard on my desk and it It's a question that I ask myself every day. It says, what's one thing you can do today, Jalisa, that will put you in a better position next year? What's one thing that you can do today, Jalisa, that will put you in a better position next month, next week, tomorrow? I'm literally taking it day by day, one step at a time. Some people have a to-do list that's filled with things and I think that is unrealistic that opens the door for a lot of anxiety and burnout and so I focus on what's one thing I could do today that will bring me one step closer to my goal And a lot of entrepreneurs don't think like this. They think, what's one thing I can do that's going to help me achieve my goal immediately? And the thing with that question versus my question is that it's unrealistic. There's no one thing that you could do that will immediately skyrocket you to hit your target. For instance... Let's say your target is to reach 10,000 followers on Instagram, right? There is no one thing that you can do that is going to immediately get you 10,000 followers. Like you you can't post once and get 10,000 followers. You can't run one ad and get 10,000 followers. You cannot get one influencer to mention you and immediately get 10,000 followers. That would be amazing if that could happen, right? But... You have to do a number of things, a series of things. And I I think there needs to be a serious mindset shift, so a, a reality check that needs to happen where we realize, listen, this is a process. This is going to take some time. And so you have to develop the stamina, the mental strength, and the patience to keep going. My cousin Jabari always likes to tell me because 
whenever I get down and depressed and I'm like, fuck this, <laughs> um, I call him and he reminds me, Julissa, this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. Yes, it's okay to take a break. You're taking a water break, but you're not stopping. You're slowing down to catch your breath. And once you've gotten your breath back or you've gotten enough water and you're refreshed, get back in the race. This is not a sprint. It's a marathon. A sprint is a much shorter race where you have to run really, really fast, right? The fastest person wins. But in a marathon, the fastest person doesn't necessarily win because a marathon is much longer. And the person who usually ends up winning a marathon is the person who keeps a consistent pace. The person who runs and exerts all of their energy really quickly usually ends up fainting and the ambulance has to take them away from the race. So my message to you guys is this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. You have to be consistent with your pace. You have to be consistent with your efforts. And I'm specifically talking about your efforts on social media. Daily, you have to be putting out content, if not daily, at least several times a week, at least once a week. If you put out one piece of content a week for every week of the year, that's like 52 pieces of content, right? Versus you, you're all excited at the beginning of the race. And so you post content every day, every day for a week. And then after that, you get burned out, you get discouraged because you see nothing's happening, you're not getting new followers, your engagement isn't growing up, nobody wants to buy your stuff, nobody's reaching out to you, and you give up and you leave the race. But if you look at this for what it really is as a marathon, I believe that you would be a lot more consistent in your efforts. So thing number three that I want to talk about that I notice that our entrepreneurs lack as well is creativity. And that same World Bank report that I was telling you guys about, in that World Bank report, it actually did a study and found that Caribbean entrepreneurs lack innovation. We have a lot of people becoming entrepreneurs, but we are not creative. We're starting businesses using ideas that other people in other parts of the world have already developed, have already carried to market. We're not original is what that report is telling us. We're not original. And that's why we are unable to achieve the level of success that we see entrepreneurs from other countries achieving. Wow. If that isn't a slap in the face, I don't know what is. For me personally, 
this makes me want to think outside of the box. This makes me want to really dig deep into my creativity and see what I could come up with that's original, that I could share with the world. You know, even if it's through my content, like everyone's doing carousels now, right? But how can I do my carousels differently? When I'm designing jewelry, how can I design my jewelry differently so that it's something different and unique and it's not something that has been done already? We lack innovation. We lack creativity. And we're basically carbon copies of other companies that already exist. And if we are to get to the level that I know all of us want to get to, like I would love to see myself in Forbes or a Trinidadian in Forbes magazine or on the cover of Entrepreneur magazine or getting awards at the international level. But to get there, we have to be creative. We can't do the same things that other people are already doing. Make sense? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. You know? Another thing that we lack is a strong mindset. So courage, consistency, creativity, all of that can fall under mindset. But I wanted to have a mindset by itself. I wanted to talk about mindset by itself because when it comes down to mindset, there are some things that I've noticed in my previous clients that make me say, wow, this person is never going to get it. This person, if they continue on this path, they're never going to have a successful business. I feel like a lot of us are our own worst enemies. We're self-sabotaging ourselves so much and we don't even know it. So one of the things that really irks me, that really irritates me with my Trinidadian clients is that they're full of excuses I don't even think that any of my clients from other countries have ever ever wow and it's so shocking for me to say this because None of my outside clients have ever given me an excuse as to why they couldn't do something. Just imagine, I had a baby, right? She was born on a Saturday and I started having labor pains on Friday. And that Friday, I was in a Zoom meeting. I had meeting, meetings all day, right? I was in those meetings just having contractions, right? And at the end of the day, I went to the hospital. She was born early Saturday morning. I came out of the hospital on Sunday. And Monday, I was back to work. 
which isn't normal. But when you're an entrepreneur, like there's no such thing as maternity leave. If you don't work, you don't eat, your bills aren't paid, right? You guys know this. So there was no three-month maternity leave. And so I was at work on Monday. I'm telling you, my daughter was born on Saturday. And here I am on Monday back to work, creating marketing plans, having meetings with clients, finishing up projects, scheduling photo shoots. And I had a client. I had several at that time, actually. But one of them had the audacity to just be so full of excuses as to why they couldn't do certain things. For example, post content about their business. Imagine, here I am, literally just had a baby, and you're telling me, oh, I didn't post because I had a headache. Oh, I couldn't do that post today because I got my period. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) What? Oh, I couldn't post because I was watching the news. These are real excuses people have given me. And I am just like, I'm fascinated at the level of bullshit excuses that Trinidadian entrepreneurs can come up with as to why they couldn't do what they're supposed to do, right? And in this scenario, it's post-content. Imagine, I'm sure other people out there get these excuses. Like if you're a trainer at a gym, just imagine your clients telling you, you know what, I couldn't come to the gym today because I had to wash my sneakers. Or I couldn't work out today. I know you told me I should work out three times a day, but I didn't work out three times this week because I just didn't, I couldn't find the time. You know? Which, which is crazy because the only person you're hurting is yourself. When you come up with excuses as to why you couldn't do something, You're not affecting your coach. You're not affecting your trainer. You're not affecting your marketing consultant, people. You're affecting yourself and your business. You have this goal to lose weight, yet here you are telling your trainer you couldn't work out because you couldn't find the time. But you had the time to watch the new season of the Kardashians. You had the time to scroll through Instagram for two hours. You had the time to watch a YouTube video right? So you're telling your coach, your marketing consultant, your social, your social media manager, whatever it is, that you couldn't post, even though you know you should post because you want to reach more people to increase sales for your business. But I couldn't post because I had my period, I had a headache, I was watching news. I mean... Chinese, y'all really take the cake, you know. Y'all really take the cake. Nobody else from any other country, like where I've had clients, they've never literally come to me and say, Jalisa, couldn't post because I had to wash my hair. Or, you know, like, 
Come on. Come on. The level of bullshit I hear is just, it's laughable, right? Another thing that my Trinidadian clients do, they're always blaming someone. It's never their fault. Trinidadians lack, uh, let me don't say this. Some Trinidadians lack responsibility. And it's not a good trait. Successful people are responsible. Even when it's not their fault, they say it's their fault, you know? But I find like many Trinidadians, they don't take responsibility. Hi, baby. Are you up? Mommy's making a podcast. (laughs) Yes, this is the mic. Yeah, they don't take responsibility. They, they, They always play the blame game, you know? It's never their fault. It's always somebody else. And usually that other person is the government, right? It's the government's fault people can't shop online. It's the government's fault that we don't have access to funding. It's the government's fault that my business isn't successful. It's the government's fault that my Facebook ads aren't working. It's the government's fault. What it really boils down to is that a lot of people are lazy. A lot of people are lazy. And a lot of people want other people to do the work for them, which is crazy. So back to the gym example. If you go to the gym and you want to lose weight, you're the one who's overweight. You're the one who's unfit. You're obese. You hire a trainer whose job is to train you to help you lose the weight, to offer you some guidance, some assistance, yet you don't want to work out. You find the trainer should work out for you. If the trainer works out for you, how are you going to lose the weight? In the same way, bringing it back to my job, right? I'm a marketing consultant. If you come to me and you tell me you want to increase traffic to your website, I'm going to recommend some things for you to do. If you don't do it, then you're not going to get the results that you want. But people think that it's the marketing consultant's job to do the work for them. This is why I had to change my tagline this year. And I had to put, I teach people how to use social media for business. I don't do the social media for you. Because it would be impossible... Hey guys, so sorry for interrupting this episode, but I wanted to quickly tell you about a couple of resources that I created to help you gain clarity and create better content. In the spotlight today is my Brand Purpose Workbook. Now the Brand Purpose Workbook is the perfect tool for new entrepreneurs and business owners who want to gain clarity on why their business exists. Now, when you have clarity of purpose, you're able to create clearer marketing strategies and more effective campaigns. This brand purpose workbook takes you through a series of questions such as why are you in business? What can your company do for society or humanity? Who are your customers? What do they want? And how can you best serve them? Now, to get your hands on the brand purpose workbook, All you have to do is click the link that's in the description of this podcast episode.
And now, let's get back into the episode. It would be impossible for me to post for every single client. Just imagine if I had 10 clients, guys, and I had to create content and post and manage and respond to every comment on all of their pages. It's impossible for one person to do that. And a lot of people don't understand what I do, and it's no fault to them. Um, But I make it very clear that when you come to me, I help you develop a marketing plan. So I'll strategize. I will help you create your customer profiles and find your content pillars and all of this amazing stuff. Like I will help you pinpoint what strategy to use, like what to write in your captions and things like that. But I'm not going to physically do it for you. You have to do the posting. So just as a trainer at the gym cannot work out for you, A marketing consultant cannot do the work for you. And all of my clients from other parts of the world, they understand this. So when I tell them, listen, you need to create Instagram stories. You need to be showing up on Instagram stories often. You need to be writing posts and responding to comments and things. They go out and they do it. But for some strange reason, some of my Trinidadian clients They have a hard time actually doing the work. Like I actually had a client last year, guys, who was, he, the, oh God, I almost gave away who it was. This person literally said they don't want to post on their profile. They want somebody else to do it for them. (laughs) Hey, baby, which is crazy. I don't know if people are crazy out here, man. It's crazy. Like some people literally think, Social media is beneath them, posting for themselves as themselves, talking in their own voice, coming up with their own captions is beneath them. Somebody else should do it, do it for them. And I mean, if you want somebody else to do it for you, by all means, I think you should definitely hire a social media manager. But I am not a social media manager. Or you could hire a VA. Shout out to all the VAs out there right? You should definitely hire somebody to post it for you if you want them to post it for you. But as far as I'm concerned as a marketing consultant, I'm not going to do the work for you, right? So to wrap this all up, compared to other entrepreneurs, many Trinidadian entrepreneurs lack um, strong mindset because they have a fixed mindset. They're very, very stubborn. They're always on the offense. They have their beliefs and they're not willing to change them. Yes, baby, I'm almost done, almost done, right? They have a fixed mindset. And successful people, when you look at successful people and you assess the most successful people around the world, they tend to have a growth mindset. A growth mindset is what is required if you want to build businesses that succeed, businesses that make money, businesses that have strong brand equity, businesses that become household names. Some of you listening to this might say, well, I don't need my business to, you know, become a household name and be successful and be mentioned in Forbes. I just need my business to make a bit of money, right? But 
that's like, how can I put this? Is it incorrect to say that? It's not incorrect, but um, it's silly. Because if you're just looking for a business to make a bit of money to support your lifestyle, guess what? In the next three to five or maybe 10 years, that little bit of money that you're making is not going to sustain you because we know that prices of things are always increasing. The, the, the cost of living is always increasing, right? That World Bank report that I read was so amazing. It was so insightful. It said that Caribbean businesses start small and they stay small. There's nothing wrong with being small, but the problem is staying small forever. Because when you're small, when you're not growing, when you're not making profits, your business is not able to be sustainable. Which means in the next five years or probably even less, you may not even have a business if that is your outlook. Right? So like I said, I whew, I really wasn't trying to rant in this episode, but more so to make you guys aware of some of the shortfalls that we have. And I mean, I have my shortcomings as well. I struggle with consistency, but the thing is I always get get back up and continue the race. You know, there are things I struggle with too, and I'm not trying to put the blame on other Trinidadian entrepreneurs saying that I'm perfect and you guys are not. But um, there are just some things that I noticed that were different among my clients from Trinidad and my clients from other parts of the Caribbean and other parts of the world. And I hope that you guys receive the message. You do some reflection. You really look in the mirror and start taking responsibility for some of the shortcomings that we all have, right? If you enjoyed this episode, um, what can you do? You can screenshot it, tag me on Instagram at Jaleesa John Company. I would really appreciate it if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, then you can leave me a review letting me know if you loved it or you hated it. Either way, I'm still going to talk my shit and I'm going to keep it real. Either way, I'm still going to talk my shit and keep it real and be me because this is my podcast and I can do whatever I want. (laughs) 